Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. It is exactly 929 at uh, 1127 of 2022. Our topic is, So Why Do We Fast? Lord, I ask you to give Lou Young your anointing. Give him your words and help us to understand those words and help us to not fear fasting, but understand strength can be found in fasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Stan. Morning to all my internet lovelies out there in Spirit of Prophecy Church. You all look good today. Beautiful, nice, warm. It's still November day in Dallas. That's why I like Dallas. You can wear a t-shirt and a sweatshirt when you're going out to feed your chickens in the morning in December. <laughs> Instead of where I grew up from was Iowa, and it was like uh, snowy and frozen, and uh, I'm glad I live in Dallas. So, the topic of fasting, and I have had some experiences with that, and we want to talk about that today. Uh, number one reason, the biblical reason, is to humble ourselves. The scripture says they fasted and humbled themselves. And we think humbling is a different type of thing than fasting, but they're connected. That's how you humble yourself according to scripture. So I think most of you have heard this uh, taught by Apostle Stan many, many times in our solemn September assembly. And this is important. Second um, Chronicles 7.14 says, if, which I think that two-letter word right there is the biggest word in the King James Bible. That means you have a choice to obey or not to obey. And fasting, I'm not going to say it's a commandment, but um, we know Jesus fasted, the apostles fasted, and I encourage you to try and do some fasting if you've never done it before. But it says, if my people, that would be the church, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. And there you see that word humble. That means fasting. And so fasting will allow you to humble yourself and pray and seek my face. Not God's hand, but his face. There's a difference. And this is repenting. This is important. This is another way to humble yourself. Repent and turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So there's, if you do this, I will do that. Just like in Deuteronomy, they went through the River Jordan into the Promised Land. They had adversaries there. There were giants and fortified cities that they were supposed to wipe them out. And they said, we look like grasshoppers. And so they had to walk in the wilderness for 40 years, but God still blessed them. But their land, it needed some healing. And sometimes we have to wipe out some opposition. We have to wipe out our opposition, which doesn't mean we're going to take up guns and knives and clubs and uh, start killing people. It means that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are fighting spirits. Amen? Amen. 
So you get a choice. If you will do this, then God will do that, or vice versa. And there are many types and ways of fasting, and I'll just go through this here. And there are many lengths of fasts. We'll talk about that too. So if you've never ever fasted, uh, you know, don't read the thing in the Bible where Jesus fasted 40 days and think you're going to embark on a 40-day fast because you will, uh, you're not going to make it. You're going to get sick. Start with a one-day fast. And so I'll just um, give a testimony. Back, we were back in Iowa in the Korean Baptist Church, and on January 1st, they did uh, the first time, I think it was a three-day water fast, which I'd never fasted before. And I started, that's how I started out. But if you've never fasted, start with a one-day fast. Some people, I don't think, could even make a one-day fast. So, fast with meal. And if that works good for you, fast two meals. And if that works good for you, fast a full 24 hours and do it on. You'll get sick, you can hurt yourself. Fasting, uh, if you haven't never been fasted, don't try to do a long fast on water because first thing is going to happen is you're going to de- detox yourself. And the second thing that's going to happen is your mind is going to work against you because it's going to say, feed me. You're not used to this stuff. So every time you walk by the refrigerator, you know, you want to eat something. Every time you turn on the TV, you see food commercials. Every time you go outside, you smell the water burger or whatever. So your mind is going to work against you. And uh, as you detox, you begin to um, have headaches and upset stomach, you know, upset stomach. Um, you don't feel good. Your energy drains out of your body. You want to stay in bed. Uh, you get crabby at your wife, crabby at your husband, crabby at your kids. If you got kids, then you got to cook, but you're not eating. You know, oh, they're eating. I'm not. Help me. Yeah, let, let me just throw one little thing in come, there. Come. Uh, <laughs> I've done some fasting, too. Uh, just, just one little comment. Again, I, I encourage people to fast. I think it is extremely important. I think it's like 949 weeks. Our fast track team has been fasting now. And, you know, I've done three-day fast, week-long fast, five-day fasts. I did a 40-day fast. Um, but I've noticed about the last three years, and, and I know this is going to seem a little gross, but if you want to stay healthy, you'll see past the grossness, and you'll see that it's actually important, what I'm about to say. I noticed this about three years ago when I did a three-year fast, or a three-year fast, a three-day fast, three-day fast, three-year fast, yeah. And that was about 50 hours into it. Uh, somewhere around there or the three days into it, uh, I had, again, I'm, I'm sorry, to, I'm not trying to be gross, but I had diarrhea. And I, it was, I think it was like all of the junk that had been hanging out in my gut was liquefied and it actually cleaned me out. Uh, and the next time I fasted three days, same thing. I didn't used to do that when I was younger. But the last, every time I fasted, one day fast, not a problem. 
two-day fast, not a problem. But when I go to that third-day fast, then I would get that diarrhea. And I think it's one of the things that helps me to stay healthy because it was cleaning out my intestines. In other words, there's a good side. And yes, like he's talking about when I first started fasting, I mean, <laughs> I started getting headaches, upset stomach, you know, all sorts of things. But it's, that's part of cleaning you out because as Henry Gruber said, fasting is about killing the flesh. Fasting is not giving your body what it wants. You're saying, no, I'm going to make my body suffer showing God how much I want this prayer answered. This is, and when, when I fast and I'm upset, <laughs> I don't get hungry. I don't care. I've got a dinner with you. I, you can have all the ice cream you want. I don't want any of it. Because when I'm fasting for a really serious reason, something's going wrong, or I really need something, food's not a problem. Not a problem. I can go five days. Not a problem. I don't have it. Now, when I decide, okay, the fast is over, then the hunger comes. But the more, the more serious the fast, when you've got something that is really serious, like I asked people to fast three days that we're going to come to the uh, solemn September assembly, also three days to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. That still wasn't a problem. But recently I had, I forget the issue now, maybe it's a good thing. I had a real issue. There was, there was really something serious in the ministry that was going on. And I fasted uh, five days. Not a problem. Not a problem. When, when I am fasting, it's like, it's, it comes from here. It's like, I'm not giving up. This is not going to win. We're going to get the victory in Jesus' name. And I could care less about food. Yeah, I, you want to go to dinner? It doesn't, no, it doesn't bother me. I'll sit, it doesn't bother me a bit. I'll sit there and eat at the same table. Three meals a day. I don't care what you can't put anything in front of me that tempts me. When it's coming from here, when there's a grinding, when there's, there's something really, really, really big, really important, and you're fasting, you have to hear from God, or you have to have this changed. And there's just, you, you can't take no for an answer. I'm telling you, your strength is in fasting. I can give you many examples of what Demetri Dudeman said what Michael Baldea had said about fasting. One time he had a, a dream and the dream kept stopping in the middle of the dream. But the third time, finally the angel came to him and the dream went all the way through. And he said, why didn't you show me the whole dream the first two times? He said, because you weren't fasting. We were waiting for you to fast. So fasting, our strength is a praying in agreement. One put a thousand flat, two put ten thousand flat. But our strength also is in fasting. If you've got an issue that you are really, really needing to hear from God on, really need the hand of God to move, then I would suggest you grab hold of fasting. 
And the only thing I can say about that is I, I found out how long I can go without water, and that's about 50 hours. Because I laid down that night, and it's like something inside of me spoke up and said, if you go to sleep without water, the next sound you will hear is the trumpet sounding. Oh, okay, I'll go get some water. I don't want that. In other words, like, no, with your body, that's, this is where you can go. And fasting teaches you about your body. You start getting headaches, you, were de- you needed a detox. I started getting the diarrhea because I needed a cleaning out. After that was gone, I do well on fasts. Now, here's another thing. Leslie, absolutely, it's very difficult for her to fast. But a prophetic word, God didn't even know her, said, your strength is not in fasting. Her strength is in her spiritual walk with the Lord. So every person's different. But anyway, yes. So, so sometimes there's some physical things. Most cases, my advice is push on through it. Doing a great job. You can tell he's done some fasting, right? Got some fasting testimonies. So for me, one-day fast, uh, not very exciting. Uh, a one-day fast is not hard uh, to me. A one-day fast is not really a fast because uh, it's just one day. I mean, how many of you can get up and skip breakfast and you're working hard during the day? You don't even think about stopping for lunch and, and you have a long day. You get home, it's 9 p.m., and you just say, ah, take a shower and go to bed, right? It's really isn't that big a deal. So to me, that's how a one-day fast works now. But I think what your talk is about is not just missing a meal or skipping a meal. Your talk is about a spiritual fast where it's a designed fast. I'm not eating today for a reason, right? Yeah, that's a good... So I want to touch on that point. If you're going to fast, it's always a good idea to declare a purpose for the fast to the Lord. So I'm fasting for revelation, or I'm fasting for breakthrough, or I'm fasting for this specific prayer need. You know, so declare what the fast is for. You know, don't just... Well, this last fast I did, I wanted to uh, ask the Lord for direction. And he spoke, (laughs) and... I did a 21-day water fast with my wife. Hi, Suni. She's at home. She's not feeling good. Only water. We drank water for 21 days. I don't know how many cases we went through, but uh, I think I took six cases of water with me in the pickup, and we went and holed up uh, out of town, away from everybody, just, just me and Suni in a little farmhouse, drinking water morning, noon, and night, praying, reading the Bible, Asking the Lord for direction, you know, where, where is the ministry going? You know, are you happy with what we're doing, repenting for everything we could think of? And he finally spoke and said, continue doing what he said to us was continue doing what you're doing. And at the appropriate time, I'll speak to you and tell you what to do. And so, you know, great. He spoke. Uh, wasn't real, to me, real exciting, but um, it's always good to know that, you know, he's pleased with what you're doing, but, you know, I want to see a lot more move in the spirit with miracles and prophecy, and 
see the ministry explode. But uh, so I guess I have to do some more fasting. <laughs> That's what moves the hand of God is fasting. Amen. After you've done your one-day fast, and that's working good for you, you're finding out how your body's working because your body works differently when you're not taking in food. Do a three- or a five-day fast. And do this for a while. So like, one, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Or you just say, Monday through Friday, I'll fast, and then I'll eat Saturday, Sunday, and, and then back to normal. And then two or three weeks go by, and you do another three to five day. This is how I started out fasting um, when I was exposed to fasting with a church body, experimenting, seeing what the Lord was going to do, and how things were working and the revelation I could get. So this is how I started. I didn't try to do a, and uh, you know, I'd never fasted before, so even a three-day fast for me was difficult. Uh, and, and I worked at that time, uh, a lot more uh, yeah, physical labor than uh, I do right now today. And of course I was younger then. And then you work up to uh, do a week or 10 days and see how that works for you. And if that's working good, then you can go further. And these fasts I did while I was working construction. And then, so 10 to 14 days, try that out after you've got some, you know, experience under your belt. So what I'm warning you is don't think, you know, Lou and Suni did a 21-day fast, and so I'll do that too. You won't like the results if you have never fasted. Yeah, we, we you, can you, need to you talk have, this. Yeah, hit my hot button here. I'm sorry. I got to say something. This is good. When when, when Demetri Dudeman died, I was messed up because in my mind, okay, Jesus, tribulation is start in year 2000. Demetri Dudeman died in 1997. That blew my, my plans because I thought, okay, he's going to be there to be able to tell us and guide us through the tribulation. All of a sudden, now he's dead. Well, man, I, I was really upset. So I just said, cancel all my appointments. That, that couple that offered a, a place for me to go out and pray and fast, tell them I'll take them up on their offer. And I, I got, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, six, eight, ten bottles, I, I forget how many bottles, jugs, gallon jugs of distilled water, and I went out to a little cabin on the lake, I took the Bible with me, and for seven days I fasted, it was nothing but distilled water, nothing for seven days. I wasn't doing this, try to see if I could go seven days, I was doing this because I was upset, I was really upset. For me to say I was upset, you can't understand how I was upset. And to me, fasting is, it's like some, it's, it's like when I do my best fast, anger is the wrong word. Maybe determination. Maybe I'm going to lift this heavy object. I'm going to do this. I'm going to remember to lift with my legs, not my back, 
Okay, it's that kind of attitude. And I said, I don't know what's coming, but I know I just got to get alone and fast. And he said, repenting, I repented. Anybody I thought I'd ever offended, I called them, apologized. And I cried, I wept, I read the Bible, I read it out loud, I prayed, I fasted, and I was upset. My best fasts are when I'm upset. When I need, I have, I must hear from God. That's why I went there. In that kind of a fast, let me just tell you, food is not a problem. Hunger is not a problem. Not a problem. Because you're totally... What I've discovered when I'm fasting for God, I, I never get hungry. When I'm fasting for God, which we, of course we do, fast track, Tuesday midnight, Wednesday, every 4, 4 p.m. every Wednesday, every, for 949 weeks now. Not a problem. When we're fasting for God, I never get hungry. So I was fasting. In those days, there was no cell phone. <laughs> this is 1997. I had no cell phone. There was no, it was just me and God for a week. And on the sixth morning, I woke up. And I'll tell you what happened. On the sixth morning, the first time I ever had this happen to me, as I was waking up, I woke up into a vision. I can still remember it as if, it, if I just woke up just now. I, it's like permanently burned in me. I was standing in what I believed to be the parking lot of where the Kansas City Chiefs play. And I knew that I had just come from being interviewed on a TV. And I knew that the lady was asking all about our meeting and that she was actively encouraging people to go to our meeting. Now, it was good for us, and I was happy she was doing that, but she was doing that because they knew that the people would come to our meeting would be the real Christians. And the people coming to the meeting knew that their license place would be taken and there would be consequences. But they didn't care. They were coming because they wanted Jesus. And I knew that I was in charge of the meeting. I knew it was at the sports complex there where the Kansas City Chiefs play. And I knew that a lot of people, I knew it would be full, I knew a lot of people would give their heart to Jesus. I stood in the parking lot and I could see the cars spiritually for about 20 miles. I saw the headlights, it was about dusk, saw the headlights and they were just streaming in from all over, coming in from all over, all over to this meeting. And about Three years ago, I got an email from a guy in France. He said, by the way, I should have told you this a long time ago, but I had a dream that you were being interviewed on television, and the lady was wearing a green dress, and she was asking you, why is it you have so many miracles at your meetings? And then you were having meetings in sports stadiums. So... Fasting is for a purpose. It's, I don't know the right word, anger is not the right, upset. When I'm, when my best fast, when I'm upset, when 
I have, have you ever been there? Have you ever been there where things have just fallen apart to the point where you absolutely positively have to hear from God? And there is no question, this is not a joke. Have you ever been there? Okay. Well, if you haven't, by the way, it's coming. When you are fasting, this is true. And when you grab hold of the hem of Jesus and you say, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. And where nothing else matters, work doesn't matter, family doesn't matter, because that's what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. None of that matters but reaching up and grabbing hold of Jesus, then all of the other things of the world, as the scriptures, or as the, the song says, grow strangely dim. Nothing else matters. Through, if you have not fasted in the way of the world, I would say shame on you. But in the way of the Spirit, I would say you have missed God. If you have not fasted, and I'm not talking about a one-day fast, I'm talking about several days. I'm not going to put a number on it, but several days. You've missed something. You've missed a part of God. You've missed put a fleece before God. The next time you're really in trouble, if you've not had trouble in your finances like this, (laughs) I have. I'm in ministry, you know. When you, I'm sorry, I can't talk about this. It's just certain things that just, when things go wrong, and the only thing you can do is reach up and grab, I mean, like Leslie, you know. Fasting is your greatest strength. When you can reach up to fast, and you say, God, I am, I am not giving up. I'm doing this. I'm calling on you to guide, to speak, to fix, to whatever. When you have that kind of attitude, not a problem. Not a problem. No, not a problem. Right here. Right here. Go ahead. I'm done. Apostle stands best faster when he's angry. I, I, I can't fast when I'm angry. You know, my life right now, I'll just be honest, is, is good. I have a good life right now. Um, lovely wife, good job. I'm self-employed. The bills are paid. You know, I could just, I'm 66. I could just coast. But the reason I fast is I'm not happy with the spiritual part of my life right now. I want to see miracles. I want to see more salvations. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not contented with the way things are. I want to see a shift in the atmosphere where I can get more done for the Lord. And so that's the reason I fast. I'm not angry. I don't. 
maybe uh, sometime I'll have to say, Lord, I need an answer on this particular thing, but I went through a lot of that before in my past, uh, and I'm, you know, I have peace with the Lord on, on the things that are with my life and my family, but the spiritual, getting my prayers answered, more prayers answered, more revelation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, miracles, those types of things. That's what I am looking for in 2023. And so my fast, that's where I'm directing mine. And so I'm, I'm not fasting because I'm angry. So uh, what we're talking about is fasting. If you haven't started out fasting, start small. Start with a one day, a three day, a five day, a seven day over time. Find out how it works in your body, and because um, your body will do some things that uh, is a lot different than when you're eating. Amen. So work up. So and, and then a 21-day fast, and um, that's about the limits of what I've done. I think I've beat that by two or three days. I think Suni's done 28. We um, at least on water. So we're, I'm talking about water fast. So three weeks is 21 days. And then the 40-day the fast, or any number in between of that. But um, the ultimate fast is 40 days. I would not encourage you to go past that. Some people do try, um, and some people have. I do not think I would do that. But fasting is not starving yourself. What happens is, like Pastor Stan says, the hunger will go away. Your, your natural hunger for food will go away in about three to five days. But once you've done 40 days, your hunger will return. And that's why it says in the scripture that Jesus fasted 40 days, and then he was hungry. It came back. It returns. Or it can return before. And if it returns before your major declaration of how many days you're going to fast, it's a good idea to obey your spirit and body. Well, when you're fasting for spiritual results, he guides you. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, if the Lord wants you to stop your fast, uh, he'll make it known to you, and uh, you should obey that. So, the, uh, anyway, I've got some a couple people that have written about um, fast that I personally like that are not alive anymore. Some of the old-time people were really knowledgeable about this, and um, Franklin Hall, if you're interested, you can check out his books. He's got a lot of books on fasting, and um, it will teach you these things about how to fast. So there are many types of fasts. So my first fast was a three-day water fast. I don't remember what day it was, but either day two or day three. Um, at that time, I had a warehouse office, so I got up from the house, probably ate my breakfast. I got up, and we I think I went to the office and did some prayer. Sitting there all by myself in my little cubby hole, in my little easy chair, man, all of a sudden, I caught this cold sweat thing, and the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I felt this thing just come down over me, like, you know, how your hair stands up like that, like, you know, you're terrified, there's a demon or a ghost in the room, you know, all that stuff happened, and man, I had a headache come on. It, this stuff happened in about 20 seconds just sitting there, normal, and then all of a sudden, 
whew, I felt terrible. I thought, man, I might have to go outside and throw up. I did not feel good. And I thought, man, if this is what fasting is like, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> but what was happening is what you'll experience if you've never fasted before. Your body begins to detox. And what are you detoxing? You're detoxing salt, sugar, um, caffeine, and you know, if you're on medication, all the bad drugs and all the gunk and the processed foods that, you know, your blood actually gets cleansed. And so all that stuff, your body starts taking that out and it's toxic and, and ooh, your body is having a reaction. And so that's what happened on my first three-day fast. So I wasn't too excited to keep doing those types of things. I thought, this is what's going to happen every time. I don't want no part of it. Then um, I would fast on coffee. And this is years ago. I used to drink three pots of coffee a day by myself. I'd drink two pots in the office doing estimates. And yeah, 12, you know. Full pots. Oh, I just, I was a coffee fiend. And before that, I used to drink a bunch of Mountain Dew. You know, that's got a lot of sugar and caffeine in it. So I was, when I was young, yeah, see, I needed the Lord. I was, my idol was Mountain Dew. So I drank a lot. I mean, I'd go to church with the 16 ounce Mountain Dew, drink that, and, and I'd drink it all day long. And then, you know, some other stuff that wasn't so good in the evening. But uh, so, yeah, too much sugar. It's a lot of sugar, but, it, you know, I was young, and, and when I say young, I was like 40, 45 years old at that time, so, I mean, I'm, the Lord blessed me with good health. Thank you, Lord. But anyway, my body would process all that, no problem, but I would drink coffee and fast, so you can drink coffee and fast if you want. I don't do that now when I do, I mean, I'm past all this stuff. I'm saying I was learning, experimenting, t different types of fasts and, and different lengths and different ways, so... I fasted on coffee. Now I don't do that no more. In fact, since my last fast, I've been drinking decaf. Um, I haven't had any caffeine, and uh, I feel good. I'm not all jittery and hyper, which I don't mind being jittery and hyper, but I've noticed I'm much more calmer now, so uh, Suni hasn't said anything to me like, you're calm, so maybe she hasn't noticed it, but I noticed it. Um, there's juice fasts, and to me, a juice fast really isn't a fast, but we've done a lot of them, me and Suni together. Um, I don't remember the last one. It's been at least two, maybe three years ago. We have did um, 40 days of juice fasting. If you think that's easy, just try it. 40 days of no solid food, just juice. So what type of juice do we drink? Apple juice, grape juice, tomato juice, yeah, orange juice, carrot juice. You know, all that type of stuff. And so we'd go to Walmart, and I'd get my cart, and I'd put in like five gallons of all this juice. And I'm looking around to see if anybody thinks I'm a juice fanatic. <laughs> I'm carrying all this juice out to the car, you know, cranberry juice. And sometimes you have to cut it with water because it doesn't actually work on your stomach sometimes. In fact, this last fast, we broke our fast, 21-day fast. We had some juice and... Um, uh, I had carrot juice. Now, this is part of breaking the fast. Yeah, breaking the fast. Break, breaking the fast. So you can break your fast uh, a lot of different ways. But if you've done a long fast, you want to break your fast with uh, liquid. 
break your, if you've done a long fast, you break your fast with liquid because your body, your, your digestive system has shut down. So there's no acid being created in your stomach anymore. There's no enzymes being created in your stomach anymore. And, you know, you can't just pop food in there and expect everything to, you know, start working because what happens is your digestive tract actually goes back to when you were a baby. It gets regenerated. And if you put solid food in there, you're going to get sick or go to the hospital or you're going to have, I'll just say in a nice way, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have a bad bathroom experience. So, you, the, the rule is, if you read some of these, uh, you know, there's, uh, I'll tell you another reason I fast. You know, the social media and stuff, there's YouTube, Twitter, Internet, I don't, Facebook, all that stuff. There's so much noise out there. Everybody's a prophet, right? Everybody's got an end time message. The rapture's coming. I mean, there's a lot of noise out there. I fast to, you know, connect with truth of what's really happening. And so I guess part of the revelation I would have had from this last fast is that I don't need to worry about what I don't understand or what God hasn't revealed to me yet because when it's time, he'll tell me. And so just take a deep breath and relax and go on. But if, if when, when you fast, you separate yourself from the world. And if you don't think you're connected to the world, Start doing this stuff and, and take it, you know, work your way up to a 21-day fast and separate yourself out and get away from the cell phone and the social media and all your phone, you know, your job and all that stuff. And you'll, you'll detox from all that stuff, but you'll find out that you really are a lot more connected to the world than you could ever imagine. So it kind of gets me back on track and focus, but the juice fast, so you can fast with juice and you won't get tired or hungry because there's a lot of calories, a lot of natural sugar, like grape juice, for instance, and apple juice has a lot of natural sugar, and so you really won't get hungry, but your head will be going like, hey, you haven't eaten anything you need to eat. So it's always a mind game to fight, you know, because you got, you know, the voices you hear like you better eat a hamburger <laughs> you know you you know you got some good eggs over there in the fridge you better have one and so that's you, you gotta close that down but you'll you'll have that even with juice fast so you really won't be hungry but uh hardly ever do those anymore um I don't, but you can try those you guys should experiment with some of that stuff and you can work and do juice fasts and um, when I'm, I'm saying fast, I'm not saying fast and pray, but you should be fasting and praying. Because if you're just fasting, you're just doing a diet. You've got to read the Bible, talk to God, you know, carve out a lot of time. You know, even though you work, you need to carve some time out to sit with the Lord for revelation and, and to hear what he's got to say about you and your life. Smarter than the average bear, Apostle Stan. Yeah, well, I'm just saying a lot of people will fast 
but they really don't spend a lot of time with the Lord. So you're really just on a diet. I mean, sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but if you're only not consuming food and not talking with God, you know, you're on a diet. So there's the Daniel fast, which I would say is not a fast, but people call it a fast anyway, or they talk about it. No breads, no meats, no sweets, you eat vegetables. Um, I don't do that, but you guys can do that. You can try it and see how it works for you. More revelation coming. Stay tuned. Let, let me just say one Come quick on up thing. Here. I don't, I did a Daniel fast for three weeks and my gums began to recede from my teeth. Now, I'd like to be able to say they returned. I think they returned a little bit, but I could tell it had hurt me. And when you do a fast, as, as Henry Gruber told me, he says, well, it's about crucifying the flesh. It's about killing the flesh. Brother, it is. In other words, yes, there's some benefits for a fast or from a fast. There's also some things that it's not good for. So I, I don't recommend people do a fast just for physical reasons. It, to me, it's a spiritual reason. I wouldn't even think of doing a fast if it was not to help me to connect with God or get a prayer answered or get his hand to move in some way. There, to me, there's why would I not eat other than that? That's, that's the reason. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Yes. Like, well, like for example, when I fast, my blood pressure goes down because it cleans out all the articles. Ar the articles? Clean out the file cabinets? <laughs> <laughs> cleans out the arteries. So there's some good things, but sometimes there's some bad things. Uh, I wouldn't recommend a person fast to help their body, although sometimes it does, but also sometimes it hurts. That's the reason, in my opinion, there's only re one reason to really fast, and that's for a spiritual reason. To move the hand of God, to get closer to God, or to clean up our life, or something like that. And then the flesh things that happen because of it is just an extra benefit. Apostles stand fast for spiritual reasons, but I must say um, it's also good for physical. See, it's a two-edged sword. It works both ways. So you'll lose some weight. You'll lose about a pound a day. And then after you break the fast, um, you know, you'll start gaining weight again. So I checked this morning. It was 213, 213 pounds. Uh, when I broke the fast of 21 days, it was 197. So I've gained 16 pounds in about what, three weeks or four weeks? So, SUNY, I didn't eat no ice cream. <laughs> but you'll, you'll gain that back. You'll, you, but uh, you it's want... It's not about losing weight. No, but you do lose weight. No, it's not about that. And that SUNY would agree with you. But, you know, you do... Um, if, if a person is sick, I love this, uh, the way this person says this. We, we uh, like to go to the Korean... Um, there's a... How should I say this? A Korean prayer house, which incorporates fasting. And she's done this for many, many years. And she's got to be close to 80 years old. 
and people will come and they're sick, you know, uh, I don't know why it works this way, but, you know, they try the doctors and that never works and they send them home to die and then they go, well, let's go to the prayer house. Now, the final last resort, and she goes, you need to pray and fast for 40 days. And they go, well, I've never done that before. What if I die? She goes, what if you do? So no mercy. You know, if you want to reach up and get the hem of Jesus' garment, you got to do what is required. And sometimes if they send you home to die, my recommendation is, and I'll take that advice myself if that ever happens, I'll, I'm going straight. Everything's stopping. I'm going to the prayer house. I'm going to. I'm going to fast for 40 days, and if I die, I gain, and if I don't, I'll be healed. Amen? That's the way. This is the way this stuff works. But you also get benefits in your body. Many people get um, healed by fasting. And on the Internet, you'll see a lot of the Internet intermittent fasting stuff for health. I mean, they're doing it for health reasons, no spiritual, but there's, you, 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 get, you get the both. You know, we fast for spiritual reasons. But you get the side effect of health. Amen? So the Daniel fast and the dry fast, which is an Esther fast, three days, no water. Apostle Sam made it uh, 50 days. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not with that. You can try it. You can try it. I'm, I'm just not with that. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of water. I like to drink goat milk. And um, now I'm drinking decaf coffee. But I like to have liquids coming into my body, so I'm not a big fan of that. If the Lord told me to do it, I guess I would. That's another fast. And you have the water fast, which I'm a fan of. And we just get bottled water. And I think me and Suni will drink a case every two or three days. had it to do over again, I would not have done the distilled water thing, but this was the first fast that I had, and I was young and stupid and didn't know what I was doing. But no, you're right, it takes the minerals out of your body, so I would not recommend that. I would recommend just Berkey water or something like that, or Ozarka water or something. So this last 21-day fast that we had, we took bottled water, and then soon he had a little liquid jar of minerals with an eyedropper and she'd put three, four or five drops in every bottle of water and she goes, you couldn't taste it and she drank it and she goes, you want some? I go, no, I don't need no minerals. Probably <laughs> probably should have, but um, she drank water with mineral drops in it and, and I didn't. So, you know, it uh, depends on, you know, if you need it, no sin, no no condemnation, right? I did not know. I, I, <laughs> you know, the Lord has really blessed me with some pretty good health for a 66-year-old guy. So I don't get that stuff. Um, Sunni, she, you know, I had to pray for her. She, she gets some, you know, I can't sleep. My legs are hurting. Rub my back. You know, I got the massive head ache. Well, she's this. This is not normal for her. So. You know, no, she's under the weather today, so I ask you to pray for her. But um, she uh, sometimes 
like, you know, I can still go out and work physically hard, and um, I get tired a little quicker than I used to when I was younger, but SUNY, she, she'll wear out, and uh, she'll break out with cold sores and, and start, you know, clogged up nose and coughing and hacking, so I told her, I said, you know, stay home, so she's up, down, up, down, I said, just stay home, relax, I said, I don't need a sick wife, so be healed, SUNY, in Jesus' name. But, um, yeah, water, you can put minerals in it if you want. No, no condemnation there. Once you're trying this stuff, you'll, you can experiment with some things and see how it works for you. So we've really only touched, um, I could teach this again next week and finish this up. I got a lot more. We really didn't talk a whole lot about the spiritual uh, benefits of this, but there's some wonderful spiritual benefits of fasting that um, I have to share with you guys at another time because we're another question. Is uh, folks that have various different health conditions that really wouldn't be a good idea to fast? Could you touch on that? Yes, if um, so, this is my disclaimer if you're on medication, consult your doctor because I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. If you're on medication, don't be stupid. You know, there's, you know, you don't have to do the water fast. You can do a juice fast. You can do a Daniel fast. Uh, one more last thing. But like you said, don't be stupid. We, I heard a story about in 1999, just before the Y2K thing came, there was a young man that was doing a fast. I don't know how many days it was. But all of a sudden, he just disappeared. Couldn't find him. Well, about two weeks later, they found him out in a barn. He had gone out to a barn in a, in a sleeping bag and laid down fasting and froze to death. So, like I said, you know, when I hit 50 hours with nothing but water, or excuse me, no, no water, no pills, no food, no nothing, it was like... Stan, if you go to sleep tonight, you won't wake up in the morning. In other words, you need water. <coughs> I, didn't, I didn't need it, but my body needed it, if you know what I'm saying. So I went in, drank a glass of water, and I woke up the next morning. I was glad to wake up. In other words, you can hurt yourself fasting. And so if you, don't, if you feel like the Spirit's telling you don't fast because of your medical condition, or if it's time to end the fast, end it. Okay, don't hurt yourself. Don't say, I'm going to die till I hear, hear from God. Don't say that. Because God might just say, okay. I guess I should probably tell you that from all of my walk with the Lord, I've discovered that as far as he's concerned, he doesn't mind if we die. Because to him, you're just coming to him anyway. Okay, that's right. So it... it now, to us, we're scared to death. We don't, we don't want to die, especially if we've got things to do. So don't hurt yourself. That's the point. Okay, so to wrap this up, if you've never fasted, start with a one-day fast. And if you're on medications, consult your doctor. And, yeah, take your medications for sure. You know, I would be the last guy 
I pray for a lot of people that are on, I call them psychedelic drugs. They're mind control type drugs for DID and all kinds of stuff that they're prescribed and they're going like, I want to get off this stuff. I say, well, don't stop cold turkey because you'll, you'll flip out. You'll have a bad reaction because these things change your brain waves. And so if you're going to, so like the last guy I talked to, he's, I'm going to cold turkey, stop right there. That's a bad idea. You're going to wind up in the mental ward. You're going to flip out. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to kill somebody. Don't do that. Go to your doctor or your psychiatrist and tell them that you want to have a, a, an adjustment, and they'll give you a little small adjustment and then see how that works. So you, you can't just, you know, you can't just decide, hey, I'm going to do this because that's what I want to feel. I, you know, that's, that's a crazy idea. So really, take your medicines, consult your doctor, don't do anything crazy. Uh, it says don't tempt the Lord. Not a, and, you know, the enemy's always trying to trip us up, so don't take the bait. Amen? Be wise. Go slow. See how your body's working. If it's working, continue. If it's, you get a bad reaction, start eating. Amen? Okay, and I think we got donuts. So, Lord, we bless the donuts in Jesus' name, and we thank you for the message today, and I ask you to bless the congregation, and we'll be back in six minutes if we start back on time. Don't go away. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stand up and spread out. We're going to give praise to our God. He is worthy and worthy to be praised. King of kings and Lord of lords, we give you the glory. God Almighty, you deserve it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty? And so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Hallelujah. Come on. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in all in wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. That I would tell your life. Yes, we did, Lord. That I may be set free. All that you've done for me. Yes, we do. Are you free? Then let's shout it out from the rooftops. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphans our son and daughter? The King of Glory. Yes, He is. Who rules the nations? With truth and justice, 
shines in the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing life. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. Come on, are you set free? You would down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who called. Think about those words. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Sing, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. You're worthy. Worthy, worthy is amazing grace. Hallelujah. This is a failing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. Come on. That you lay down your life. That I would be you've done for me. Oh, 
bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. So open up the gates, make way before the King of Peace. Come on, praise Him in your own. The God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. And who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. And he's roaring with power, and he's fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. For the sin of the world, his blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Forever. Oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah. And who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Come on. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Come on, declare He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Who can stop the Lord? Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah, and He's roaring with power. Fighting the battles, every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, 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 oh. Who can stop the Lord? Oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, you are worthy. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise your glorious and marvelous name. Jesus, I really challenge and encourage you to worship and praise Him on your own. These songs are here to guide us. They're not here to overtake your praise. Let it come from the heart and worship Him in spirit and in unity and truth. Let the words come from your heart. Let it mean something. Take it to that higher, that deeper level with Him. I challenge you to get something out of your comfort zone this morning. 
Cause my God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Every war he wages, he will win. Yes, he will. I'm not backing down from any giant. Come on. Because I know how this story ends. Yes, we Because I know how the story ends. Because I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on, you give all of your cares and all your worries to him. You give it all up to him. Let him fight his battles. Let him fight your battles for you. Because he is a victorious God. Jesus, we cry out to him. There is power in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give it all up to you. You're going to fight our battles. You make the evil for good. You turn the wrong things for the right. We're going to shout your name from the rooftops. We're not going to stop declaring your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Yes, you do, Father God. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yeah, you turn it for good. Give it to him. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Come on, declare those people's names that need to hear a thing from the Lord who need to declare him as Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Come on, shout out those people's names from the rooftops. We're going to shout them out that they declare and they call him Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, because he turns the evil for the good. Hallelujah. We declare that there's no more suicide in our camps. We declare right now during the holiday times that people will come and turn towards you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give them some praise. Because we're going to see the victory. We're going to see it start right here and right now in our families. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to see a victory. Because the battle belongs to you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. 
Cause the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm gonna see your victory.
Lord, we thank you for this time. We can come and worship your mighty name and tell you how much we love you and what you've done in our lives and give you the praise. We're going to see a victory in the camp. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. All right, let's pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. Father, we thank you for your anointing today. And may it cover our pastor from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And may every word be the truth that you want spoken today. And we know it will. We thank you for this message. We thank you for this wisdom. We love you, Father, and we thank you so much. In Jesus' precious, holy, and powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Lord, this morning we say, Wisdom and might are yours. You change its times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things. You knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with you. You kill, you make alive, you wound, you heal, and neither can any deliver out of your hand. You have the keys of hell and death. You decide who lives, who dies, when they die, how they die, and where they spend eternity. The whole world is in your hands. You made the heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that are therein. One day, they will bring you before the Ancient of Days, and you'll be given glory, dominion, and a kingdom. For your dominion is an everlasting dominion, and your kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. That all people, nations, language, and tongues shall serve and obey you. And Lord, we ask that you speak to our hearts this morning. Our nation is in great distress. We are in great trouble. And you have warned us of many, many things. But the thing you want to say this morning more than anything is, fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. Lord, burn that into our hearts and our souls that we are prepared for the things that are about to beset our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, the main thing that he wants me to tell you is right here. Yay. When I knelt down yesterday, Lord, what do you want to say to your people? Very clear. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's what he wanted me to tell you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. America is about to go through the shadow of death. Now, I cannot confirm, so I'm going to put it in form of a question. So if America was attacked before the end of this year, are we ready? If China were to go and take over Taiwan and attack Hawaii and Guam and Russia by her side, are we ready? Now, first thing we'll talk to you about is if you're not listening to the Prophecy Club program, you're making a mistake. You need to be listening to it. 
And I'm not bringing the Prophecy Club program into the church. This is the church. If you want to understand what's going on in the world, go to the Prophecy Club. You can go to prophecyclub.com. You can go to Prophecy with Stan on YouTube. You can also find us on Rumble and BitChute and Brighton. And the easiest way is to download the app. You just go to your app store. If you have Android, you go to the Google Play, type in Prophecy Club, download the app. It starts playing. Get a phone call. It pauses. Phone call's over. It starts playing again. There is no good reason not to listen. And this week, throughout the rest of this year, there's a very good reason to be listening. Prophecies have warned us that America is going to be attacked. Prophecies have warned us that war is coming to our shore. We've never had war on the land of America before. We've always sent our, our men and women across the seas. But the prophets say it's coming to our shores. And it may be coming even before the end of this year. So if it's coming, are we ready? As I was praying about what to say, I know that there's some new people here. Haven't been with Prophecy Club very long. Haven't been with Spirit of Prophecy Church. See, 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 it's what I'm talking about. Haven't been with Spirit of Prophecy Church very long. And you don't have the understanding like the rest of the folks that have been coming here for years. But you need to understand that there is about to be a slap in the face of America. And it's about to be a slap so hard that a lot of pre-trib bubbles are about to bust. America is about to be thrown into some dark times. A lot of the prophecies, I think about Coverstone, how he said he saw the malls all boarded up as far as businesses. Instead, they had cots, and it turned into an emergency shelter. Many of the football stadiums, instead of playing football, had turned into emergency shelters. He said, I saw people huddling in their homes, shivering, wearing coats covered up with blankets because the electricity's off. There's a high probability that before the end of the year, those times hit here. I've got two prophecies that specifically say a suitcase nuke hits the DFW area. Two different people. Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Now, I'm not going to dwell on the problems. My goodness, if you don't know that our nation's in trouble, you don't need me to convince you. You shouldn't need me to convince you, right? How do you know we're in trouble? How do we know we're in trouble? Well, let's see. We don't know if we're male or female anymore. Right? Okay. We can't teach the Bible in our schools anymore. Instead, we send them off to college where they openly attack the Bible. And if you want to pass, you have to agree with them. And that's only the beginning of the problems. And every one of those sins is being kept track of by the Lord that knows everything. He knows everything about his past, present, future. He not just only knows the hairs of our head. I promise, I've tested it many times, he knows what we are thinking. There's been times when I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll do this and I'll get a yawn. 
maybe I'll do this and I get in a touch of the anointing. When I'm thinking it, I remember the angel that came to Dimitri one night called me the next morning, October 31st, 1989. The angel came to Dimitri last night and he has a, a message for you. Now I'm going not going to get into the whole thing. But he said, you tell Stan, if he will do what is on his heart to do, he will bless him more than he ever thought possible. You want to tell me what's on my heart? <laughs> but see, my point is, he knows what's in our heart that we don't know. Now, I believe that heart was if I'll continue to carry Demetrius' message. And I've continued and he's blessed me more than I ever thought possible. He wants to say today that America, you are about to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But he has raised up a people, and I don't want you to fear. He has raised up a people that are prepared. He's called you here. You're not sitting in that pew this morning by your choice. He's brought you here to prepare you because you're part of the group that will understand. You're part of the group, as Dana Coverstone has said, one of his dreams, that had crosses around their neck. And they were running around with smiles, helping the people that were in the cots, helping all the people that were hurting so bad. And they had smiles on their faces, and they were encouragers. And they were helping people. I mean, no, that's our job. That's our job. All those people that turned a cold shoulder to us now are about to say, okay, you have my attention. You want to explain to me what's going on? Yes, I do. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He wants to say to you again this morning, look, the message is a lot. For the last six, eight weeks have been all the same. Something big and bad is about to hit our nation. Don't fear. That's a good thing. You know how many churches understand what's about to happen? You know how many... You know how many Christians are ready and prepared? He has raised you up, my brothers and sisters. He's put in your heart. Come on. Come on. You know it. He's put in your heart to get prepared. And Justin's not out of it either. We're all called to do it. There's no bench in God's game. Everybody has to play. Including Justin. Justin wants to get out of that wheelchair. He wants to go and work. Right, Justin? So, I knew it would come. It just had to learn to obey, right? It's a good lesson. We all have to learn to obey. Now, we've talked about this last week. How many got it memorized? How many memorized it this week? How many don't have it memorized? How many will promise, if you raised your hand, that you will memorize the scriptures this week? You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Here's what you do. Lord, I want to memorize this. Because wisdom and might are his. He gives the wisdom. Lord, I want to memorize this. 
So here's, if we want this, yea, they'll walk through the valley of shadow of death. America, I'm telling you, I know some things I can't talk about. Okay? I don't know what I'm talking about. America's about to go through days like we have not gone through since December 7th of 1941 when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Those days are coming, possibly even by the end of the year. So if we want to walk through the valley of shadow of death and fear no evil, this is the, 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 the thing. I, you need to have this memorized. Look, you know, when trouble comes, you want to be there saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You want to quote that, right? Yes. We need that. We need that strength. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He's going to bless me. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me into peace, even though the world is falling apart. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. He shows me how to live clean and right. Yea, though I walk to the valley of December 7th, of Hawaii getting attacked. I'm not saying that is happening. But if it did, are you ready? Yeah, I'm talking about the youngsters too. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now let me ask you another direct question. Do you have food stored up? Do you have food to feed your family for a year? If you don't, then I would suggest strongly, I believe God raised up Joseph Kitchen, josephkitchen.com, to provide cheap, good, wholesome food to his people. Instead of nine or ten thousand dollars a year, you could do it for about a thousand dollars a year. That includes the stuff to make the bread. Now, a lot of you know what I'm talking about. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Doesn't mean just in the good times. I believe God is going to feed us. I believe He's going to take care of us. I think we're about to see the time of miracles. Remember, I told you August 8, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And I heard words. This is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to meet, you've noticed I say it the same way every time, right? Because it really happened. I'm going to meet the devil. Entry in, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. What is about to happen to America is because of our sin. But in that sin, there are some good people that he wants to provide and protect. In that sin, there are some people that are not good that need to learn a lesson. Have you learned a lesson in your lifetime or two? Did you find yourself at a tough moment at a time or two and decided, okay, uh, you have my attention. Uh, I'm going to straighten up and fly right. Anybody like that? I'll be glad when I get out of it. He prepares the table for us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. My cup runneth over means he is with us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. That's a promise. 
In other words, Spirit of Prophecy, and you people online too, all of you have been listening, you've been hearing all this scary stuff for years, some of you. You've been wondering, how come Stan can't bring no positive messages? I've wondered that. I've said, Lord, you know, I'm getting tired of just really scaring these people to death. Every when I was down here praying just a second ago, it's like, Stan, all of those messages are now about to come to pass. All of those warnings, all of that, this was preparation. When everybody else is biting their nails, when everybody else is coiled up into a fetal position, crying and scared to death, we're going to be the ones with food to give away. We're going to have the clean water when nobody else does. We're going to be able to help them. Right, Chuck? We're not going to be one of those people that fear. We're going to fear not. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, but I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. What? Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Okay, Stan, now get real. You telling me that if, say, China were to attack Taiwan, Guam, Hawaii, if it were to happen, say, on December 7th, just like it did back in 1941, if all of a sudden America is back at war, if, you were to, if, you're, if that were to happen, are you telling me that you could keep your sanity, that you wouldn't be panicking? I think that there's a side of me, the natural flesh side of me, just like you have, that would want to go into a panic. Scout's honor. That is until I grab a hold and I say, wait a minute. I'm a blood-bought Christian. Wait a minute. The Lord is my shepherd. See, if you don't have scriptures, you don't have something to hang on to. The more scriptures you have in here, the more you can say, uh-uh. I'm not making any sense this morning. Yeah. Word of comfort. Given to Michael Boldea back in 2005. I opened my eyes to see a man standing by my bedside, hands at his side, looking down at me. I was not scared, for I'd seen the man in my dreams many times before. I sat up and waited for the man to speak. The Father has sent me to, to strengthen you, he began. You have said in your heart, I know what is to come and do not fear it, but if it be your will, protect the one I love, meaning his wife. Come, see, and be strengthened. Anybody need to be strengthened this morning? I do. I still need, I'll take more of that strength. Here it is. Send it to me. I took his hand. Instantly, we were on a high plateau that was very large in size. As I looked, my eyes began to adjust to the dusk. I realized we were not alone. A great army was standing at attention, all dressed for battle, swords in hand, each one glowing, it seemed, from within. There were rows upon rows of angels in armor in perfect formation. Now, I want to tell you, Bree Keaton saw the same thing. And there was another one that saw the same thing, too. It's not the only one. I just bring this one. I was stunned at the sight. Behold, I was speechless and scanned the great army extending as far as the eye could see. 
Suddenly the man standing next to me gave an almost imperceptible nod and the entire army ascended toward the heavens like a million fireflies and began to disperse, each one going his own way. Still too stunned to speak, I followed the lights with my eyes until I could not see them anymore. Before I could ask any questions, the man looked at me and smiled. They are the guardians. They are the protectors of the righteous. Soon, all will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Because those of a pure heart do this. Do this. Everybody got to do this. Right-handed. Right-handed. No left-handed. Good right-handed. The righteous, because we have a pure heart. If we don't have, if we have sin in our life, don't expect Jesus to be there. Pure heart and those that those in which the darkness resides. Soon it begins. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Why that scripture? Because if we want to have a pure heart, we better, better understand that he, he, he sees in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. We can't fool him. He knows if we have sin in our life. If we have sin in our life, I'm saying now's the time to ditch it. Okay, maybe you're not committing adultery. Maybe you haven't murdered anybody. Maybe you're you know, not doing some of the really, really bad things. Maybe you've only got a few things up here. Or maybe you've got a few things that are not quite as bad. What I'm saying is, in a time of trouble, you don't want to take any chance. Bible says, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what do we do? We get on our face before the cross. We say, okay... I know you know, so let's just get honest here. Of course, Jesus is saying, mm-hmm, go ahead. Then when he hears it, okay, okay, this is what I'm done or I'm doing. I'm walking away from it right now, and I'm not going to pick it up again. Anybody live where I live? I have to do that quite often. I'm always bad. I mean, look, if there's, there's a ministry the devil would like to destroy, it's right here. Yeah. We're, we're probably top on his list, or pretty close to it. If he hadn't discovered us, that's a good thing, but I'm pretty sure he has. <laughs> so I have, well, last night I have to keep our lives real clean. Yeah. Any little thing, any little thing, and I hear about it, big, uh, move on. Daniel answered said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changeth the times and seasons. He removeth the kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise so they can memorize his scripture. And knowledge to them that know understand. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with us. What does Amos 3, 7 say? Anyone know? Surely... The Lord God would do nothing without... There you go, there you go. David, can you meet me right quick?
means that we're not going to be surprised with big bad things that are coming to our nation. We are walking with the Lord. He's warned us. You know, that is our ministry, is to hear what God is saying and tell people the things that are coming. I'm telling you, I know some things that are coming, and I see some heads shaking where you know what I'm talking about. We are at the precipice of some big, bad, war, well, Pearl Harbor type things coming. Now is the time to have your memory verses down. He will give you the wisdom to memorize that. How many are going to get that Psalm 91 memorized this week? How many? Psalm 91, did I not say that wrong? Oh, so that, yeah, well, Psalm 91 too. <laughs> Psalm 23, it's a little easier. You start with Psalm 23, but don't stop there. Go to Psalm 91 too. Then on to Revelation. No, anyway. And further by these, my son, be admonished of making my books, there is no end. And a much study is awareness, weariness of the flesh. Much study is awareness of flesh. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with memorizing the word. Okay, you need to memorize the word. But here's the point. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Now, this is Solomon. He had horses and cattle and gold and silver and wives and just, what, 700 wives and 300 concubines? Am I getting that right? Something like that? Okay. My uh, watch decided it was going to talk to me. Out of all of this wealth, the wealthiest man, the wisest man that would ever live, out of all of this, what did he say? What was his advice? Here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Based upon all of his experience in his life, he says, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. At the end of the day, it's not about gold and silver. It's not about fame and fortune. It's not about children. It's not about family. First, first, is right there. Do you agree? I know that's hard to say, but that's the truth. For God shall bring every work into judgment. I remember Howard Pittman said when he got to heaven, when he died, before he was brought back, he said, your works are dead. He said, you can go ahead and come on in, but all of your works will be washed away. You'll get nothing, no rewards. So he decided, no, 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 send me back. I'll do it right. We don't ever want to hear that. But all of our works are going to be under judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He knows in the darkness. For God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. He is able to protect us. The question is, are we clean enough to get that protection? Right? This might not be <clears throat> real good preaching for a lot of people, but it's the right preaching we need to be hearing at this moment. you agree? This is not a joke. I know some things. Demetri Dudeman, this is a prophecy. Awaken, my people, the spirit of prophecy, church. Uh, says the voice of the Lord, be passive no longer. <laughs> Does that sound like the American church? Draw closer more than ever, for the day of vengeance is ready to begin. I will shake the earth from its foundation. You know, they're doing this CERN stuff right now. They're destroying our world. I will require punishment of all those that say they do my will, 
yet through what they do, they blaspheme my name. There's Christians out there that blaspheme his name. You're a Christian? Well, if you're a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. I will punish prophets, preachers, singers, all those that do work, yet they do it for their own glory. So when we do this, we do this for him. Right? You can dig a hole for Jesus. You can be an electrician for Jesus. I have a good friend up in Lubbock. And when he goes, whether it's fixing an air conditioner, fixing a sewer, digging a sewer line, whatever it might be, under a house, crawling under a house, I'll call him sometimes he's under a house, he leaves a bill or sends him a bill in the mail. If they pay it, fine. If they don't pay it, fine. But God takes care of it. He trusts God. And I know another person in the room that does the same thing. I will judge and punish the entire world. Only those that today sit at my feast in meekness, weeping and worshiping me, prayer closet, asking for my help, that's a very good thing to be doing this week, will rejoice in the protection of the arm of the Lord on that day. Forsake every evil thought, all the empty words, covetous, pride, hypocrisy. Because in whatever way you are used, it is not you doing it, but I the Lord. Where are my clean gifts that I've poured out among you, speaking in tongues, prophecy, other gifts that were given to you? Where is my power? The same words almost were given to Dana Coverstone. God is speaking to the church right now, but the church ain't listening. Change your hearts today, especially right now. My people, for the days are numbered until I will begin to avenge. My eye sees in the light as well as in the darkness, my people. There is nowhere you can hide from the eye of God, liars, imposters, covetous, all those that have a form of godless but not deny the power of God. I will judge them. And then I will judge the whole world. I will shake it from its foundations. In many places there will be massacres. Those that today worship me with faithfulness will be the only ones protected on that day. The horn is ready to sound for the start of the battle. The days are numbered until you hear the sound when the armies of heaven will begin to battle against the inhabitants of the earth. No army in the world will be able to stand against the armies of heaven and the army of hell will not be able to raise its head against the Lord's army. Yet, those that worship me in spirit and truth, that's me, that's us, right? I will protect. I will protect. He will protect us. Fear not. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Easy to say. Sometimes hard to do. But we can do it. Everything will be destroyed. Burn in fire. Do not be passive. Draw close to me, for I come to avenge and fulfill all that was said in the past, says the Lord. Psalm 147. He that healeth, he healeth a broken heart. Bindeth up their wounds, he telleth a number of stars, he call them all by their names. He threw the stars in place with his finger and called them all by names. Great is our Lord, great in power, his understanding is infinite, and he can take care of you. Amen. He can provide that food. Yes, Leslie said, yes, we should do our best to, to try to provide for ourselves. But no one can provide for every eventuality. But we should try. 
We shouldn't say, oh, well, I'll just trust God for a miracle. That's kind of like when the devil said to Jesus, well, just jump down because it says that he will give his angels charge thee over thee and they will bear thee up lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. What did Jesus say? What did he say? Tempt not the Lord thy God. So if we don't even try to get ready, and he's made it available to us, told us to get prepared, and we aren't supposed to just be getting ready for just ourselves. I was on a radio program one time. I remember it was out of St. Louis. This is just before Y2K. You got Y2K stuff? I said, yes. What are you going to do when they come knocking on your door? People are wanting food. You're going to give them food? I said, yes. What do you do when it runs out? I said, well, I guess we'll die. But I died because I gave my food away. He didn't like that answer. But see, I believe God is going to provide. If we can give in the offering up here, believing he's going to return it, don't we think that he can also return our food, our water, our whatever we're giving away to some of these people? We're the solution. There's the solution. Because he uses us. He works through us to bring his miracles. So if there is a Pearl Harbor event before the end of the year, if there is that, are we ready? Are we ready to see miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve? And who's he going to use to bring those miracles through? Thank you, Bill, raising your hand. Thank you. Us! We're his hand. The Lord lifts the meek. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing it to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise unto the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepares the rain for the earth, who makes grass grow upon the mountains. He giveth the beast his food and the young ravens which cry. He delights not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him. Do you fear the Lord? Oh, I do. I do. <clears throat> the angel speaking to Demetri Dudeman, more encouragement for you. I'm the protector of America, the angel said. America's sin has reached God. He will allow this destruction, for he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, ha still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. Amen. Come on, raise your hands. Amen. Raise your hands. That's us. If you couldn't raise your hand, you should be concerned, right? Even Justin raised his hand. God, however, still has a few people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has prepared a heavenly army to save these people. I don't know how it's going to all work out, but he has the keys for hell and death. He's the righteous judge, and he'll take care of us. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. He give to them no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But, but, they that wait upon the Lord. 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They should run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. That's another good memory verse. Maybe the ones that already got Psalm 23 down, maybe this right here is your memory verse for the week. Look at another Pearl Harbor event hit. You're going to be real glad you had this one memorized. Thank you, Chuck. It's hard to get this group to amen. It's hard to get them to... to they said, Probably all that prophecy teaching, you know. <laughs> Vicky, go forth, Parnell, 537. Okay, something wrong with that. 537? My guess is probably a typo, what do you think? But it's 22. Come, see, uh, come, see, child, what awaits your once great nation, your world? Close your eyes, but yet open them, keep them open. What do you see? I see a mushroom cloud with what appears like orange-red fire at the bottom of it, and it's on the ground instead of high in the air. What else do you see, child? I see billows of smoke, ash, debris erupting on all sides as it burns, melts, and destroys everything in its path as it begins spreading itself outward. I see cities leveled. I hear anguish cries, screams, the further out the cloud reaches. <clears throat> child, what else do you see? I see pockets of areas covered in a whitish, clear bubble surrounding small locations, even cars protecting them when they should have been destroyed. Our God is able. He sent me here this morning to tell you that, yea, though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, we are to fear no evil. We are to fear not. Instead, we are to be the answer, the solution. And we're going to be telling about our God. How is it it didn't hit you? Thousands shall fall by the brothers quoting Psalm. Yeah, what is that? What Psalm is that? How many know what Psalm that is? A thousand shall fall at the side. It's ten thousand right hand, but only a few will come nigh you. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil. If you don't have Psalm 91 down, memorized that way, I'd highly recommend it. Now would be a very good time to do it. I'm going to say now is a good time to come out of the world. The world has all of us in a grip to a certain degree. Now is a good time to come out. Now is a good time. If you hadn't started that prayer closet where you're on your knees worshiping, I didn't say begging. I didn't say praying for other people. On your knees worshiping God every, at least once a day. Now is a very good time to get started in it. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked, for the day of evil. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purpose, so shall it stand. I will break the Assyrian, that means the Antichrist, in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. 
Then shall his yoke depart from off them, and his burden depart from off of their shoulders. This is the purpose that I have purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who shall annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? We have to remember that a Pearl Harbor type incident hitting America, whether it's suitcase nukes, whether it's the Chinese taking over Taiwan, hitting Guam, and, uh, and what, what, whatever it is, it is the hand of the Lord. It's not the Chinese. It's not the Russians. Right. And the reason that the hand of the Lord is coming is because America has walked away from its God. It's our fault. We try to talk to people. You try to talk to them. They want to hear So God's about to unplug their ears and remove the scales from their eyes. And then, then, then the miracles begin. It depends on how you look at it. If you say to a Christian, do you want to see the miracles arrive? Yeah! We've been praying for revival for a long time. Well, do you understand it's got to be a Pearl Harbor event? Got to hit America to open up our ears and our eyes? Oh, what not? Can't have one without the other. Well, I like ice cream, but it's too cold. Well, you can't have ice cream if it's not cold, right? Yeah, can't be ice cream. I I got tangled up on my thoughts one time. I was at an airport, and, you know, I was always busy trying to, what's my next flight, what's my next gate, where do we, Leslie wasn't with me, and I walked up, I stood in line, walked up, and I said, yes, I'd like to have a bean burrito with no beans. <laughs> I didn't realize what I'd said, and the lady said, you want a bean burrito with no beans? And then it was like... (sighs) I meant to say, I want a meat burrito with no beans, but... I'm saying, when this, if it does, hits, it's our time. It's not the time to be afraid. It's the time to know that God is with us. These are the last few days giving us preparation. Five things you should do to prepare, in my opinion. One, accept Jesus as a sacrifice of your sin. Now, I believe everybody here in the room has done that. And probably the people online have done that. But, how about your friends, your neighbors, your work friends, your business friends, mom, dad, brother, sister? Children, have they accepted Jesus? You should have a clean filtered water. And of course, for that, I recommend a Berkey, which of course you can get at prophecyclub.com, but that's not the point that I'm trying to say. I recommend a year's worth of food. And of course, a very good place to get that is josephkitchen.com. I recommend gold and silver. Why? Because as Dana Coverstone was shown, as uh, where he said people were bartering, gold and silver was the best thing. As Dana, uh, Dave, Daniel Davis, a missionary, was shown there's going to come a time and there's a very high probability, I'm going to say a 75% chance that your credit cards 
will not be working possibly, I'm not set a date, but possibly as soon as before the end of the year. So do you have something to make it? Now, I believe that the American dollar is still going to be worth something for a while, but the prophecies say eventually it's going to be worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. Are you ready, not just for yourself, but hopefully the neighbors around, when they see you've got food, how did you know? What do I do? Protection from evil, have a clean heart. So, yeah, I think I, there's a couple of minutes over, but it's important to read this. It comes from Tim Sheets. I don't know Tim much, but this hit home. I nodded off on a plane and dreamed I'd gone to Washington, D.C. on July the 4th to Lafayette Park across the street from the White House. I was there to drive a golden-painted railroad tie state. What's he doing? Reclaiming the land for God. We were trying to decide where to drive the stake. I said, what do you want to pray about? Let's pray about what to pray about. We backed off where no people were around. By this time, I see this guy coming toward us, and he says, guys, this is an angel. He walked right by us without looking. Now, what were they praying? They were praying about what to pray about. So this guy comes walking by saying, mercy, 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 mercy. Right? Okay. We kept right on walking. He said, we've got to talk to him. We turned to talk to him, but he was now gone. He didn't take a genius to know. Obviously, we've been told we need to pray for mercy. As I'm looking at the White House praying, I see another guy about 100 yards away carrying a tree trunk about a foot and a half in diameter and about 12 feet long. Let me just tell you, humans can't lift that. I don't think there's a human on the planet that can lift that much weight, right? Even the big weightlifters, right? Diameter 12 feet long, I'm thinking, there's no way a human could carry a tree trunk like that. He can't be human, he's got to be an angel. He had muscles rippling all over and carried it under only one arm, walking straight toward me. He stopped right in front of me and stared in my face. I asked, why are you carrying that tree trunk? In the language of the soldier, he said, Sir, it's not a tree trunk. It's a battering ram. I said, what are you going to do with it, soldier? He said, there are four of us surrounding the White House to break down Lucifer's protection barriers of ball roots here. I said, well, why tell me? Sir, permission to proceed. I said, soldier, proceed. And why do I bring this? A lot of the trouble is coming because we haven't prayed. A lot of the trouble can be prayed away when we understand that he's given us power. Come on. Power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt us. So when the trouble arrives, we are ready. We're not blindsided. We're not asleep. Are you ready this morning? Yeah. Anybody need to hear this except me? 
So I suggest you become a ministry member. Join a ministry that believes this stuff. You do that by going to Spirit of Prophecy Church or prophecyclub.com and you click right here where it says become ministry member. Next thing, if you are watching on one of our <clears throat> platforms, click like, share, and subscribe. It helps it go out to more people. And if you're watching online, you can slide down below and you can donate. You can go to prophecyclub.com and donate. And if you do pray this prayer, which I'm about to pray in just a minute, I'll ask you to send us an email saying, I prayed the prayer. So I'm going to keep it simple this morning. Like the Muslim, when I was in Saudi Arabia, driving down the road, he didn't have time to bow his head and close his eyes. He's driving at night. So I said, just say, Jesus be my God. He said, Jesus be my God. And the peace came on him. So if you want to find Jesus, it's as simple as that. I'd recommend you get on your knees. I'd recommend you ask Jesus to be your God.